0: welcome to the 5th Patriot Challenge podcast, that's number 5. It should be number 7, but you know, life gets in the way of these things. Being on a boat for 3 weeks gets in the way of these things, so apologies if you've been waiting to hear uh, podcasts in June and July, uh, it's entirely my fault. Let's hope that we have a, a good run in until the end of the year of the Patriot Challenge podcast. So I'm joined by uh, Ryan Irvin, co-founder of Patriot Challenge. How are you doing Ryan? I'm good, yeah, yep, yeah, enjoying the summer. you had a good summer, have you?
1: Not too bad, not too bad, yeah, it's actually been qu- quite a lot of birds, concerning June and July is normally quite dull, so what have you seen uh on patch, not much <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, right, uh, no no, that's I, a different I, podcast then, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: no, I suppose summer on patch, I'm always hoping for like passing waders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've added green sandpiper and and a few other bits that are, are quite difficult, and the only chance I get is in normally July and mm. we're passing early morning. So yeah,
0: yeah uh, it's uh, it, it's been like that for me. I mean, I've had sort of green shank and little gold, which is classic late well late summer, early autumn stuff up here, I guess. But it's 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 been a, it's a great time of year actually on my patch. There's nothing rare around, but there's just so much life. It's a fantastic time to be out and about. But you've seen some, you've seen some decent things by the sounds of that.
1: Yeah, actually, I forgot about L- little stint, mm-hmm. which was a uh, patch tick mm-hmm. that flew through uh, over the sea, which was quite cool in amongst Dublin. Nice. So,
0: did you uh, yeah. did you tweet about that?
1: I I can't remember. I was I was actually on the beach at the time, so I didn't have uh, I don't know if I had my phone because I don't did take my phone when I'm sitting on the beach.
0: But I'm sure you tweeted about it later. Did you tweet about it in the right language? Uh,
1: probably not. Did I you... probably use some fancy language called uh, BTO two-letter yeah.
0: code. I've got an idea, Ryan. Right? I mean, why don't you, instead of this gobbledygook that you use, why don't you use an established uh, coding system that's readily available to anyone online? Have you thought about that? I,
1: I should, I should, rather than just making things up. But
0: uh... Yeah, you should do. I mean, it, w- it would be of benefit to everyone. Um, we're going to talk tonight about the summer, and uh, you, you could very well accuse us of being probably two months too late for that, because it's almost definitely the autumn now, but the summer is one of those periods in in the birders' calendar where we, that we I guess I dread it to some extent, I, I dread the end of the spring, and I can't wait for the beginning of the autumn, and in reality the summer is probably only about six weeks long, the period when spring migration stops before autumn migration starts again, you know, the way the passage kicks off and the sea, seabird passage and all the rest of it. But it feels like this big massive chunk of the year. And it feels like a time when there's just uh, sort of nothing to look at. Do you do you feel the same?
1: Yeah, I probably wouldn't say six weeks, I'd probably say about four weeks. I always think come mid June. Mm-hmm. That's when the migrants stop. So even in early June, I find things like red back strike. Mm-hmm. You always got a chance of things like marsh warbler and things. But then you get to late June, you think you're too late for that. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. early July, the waders haven't really started moving yet. So it's normally come mid July before. So I'd, I'd say like four weeks down here. Okay. Where I don't really have—I wouldn't say targets, but mm-hmm. I don't really know to bird. You just end up just birding for the sake of it more than anything.
0: There's a few, I mean I guess this is one of the things we want to talk about. My priorities change. So I sort of I spend a lot of time looking for For This is the first year I've not seen minky whale and white-beaked dolphin off the patch but then I guess I've been offshore so I was never going to see them. Bird-wise one of the things that we, we do up here is we do a bit of petrol ringing as you know. Um, yeah. So I was out petrol ringing last night with uh, Gary Prescott. I don't know if if people out there have heard of Barry uh, Barry Barry Grescott or Gary Prescott as he's more commonly known. So that he's the biking birder. He's cycling around Britain doing a green year list. He's on before I met him he was on two hundred and seventy species. After I met him he was on two hundred and seventy one species. He got Storm petrol with us. And he's trying to break the, the European green birding year list. So he's got like the next ten weeks in the Northern Isles, now, to get thirty odd species to beat the European green birding list, and he's doing this for a number of different charities. So I, I don't recommend actually. I insist that you Google biking birder and you go and make a donation to an, an excellent cause. Uh, he's a lovely bloke. He's incredibly dedicated, and you know he's actually doing something worthwhile. So a moment of serious. I've been in a pub for the last three hours, so I wasn't expecting to have this moment of sobriety, but here it is. Go and donate some money to a, a worthy cause. What do you think of that, Ryan?
1: I totally agree. I saw his bike outside Titchwell. and oh, I, put a, I put a donation in one of his tins, uh, but I didn't actually get to see him. He must be nice.
0: Was it just like a couple of coppers from your pocket?
1: <laughs> no, no. It was a, a, a note from the wallet. Is
0: that right?
1: Yeah, indeed. D- absolutely. Uh, Someone who bikes that far deserves a good donation.
0: <laughs> that's true it's true did he look at his bike and think "Christ, he needs a new bike I did as well yes <laughs> I mean I I only saw it in the dark and that's what I thought but there was a lovely story attached for last night he was up at the white wing Scooter up at Merca and uh, a local birder turned up to have a look and of course Gary's cycling all over the country so he doesn't have a scope he doesn't have a tripod and he was never he was never going to get that scooter with just his bins but uh this local birder, he was off to play five-a-side football. Never met Gary before in his life, and uh, just left him sitting there with his three grand Swarovski scoop. And I thought that was a lovely, a lovely touch, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. A, a far, a far cry, a massive contrast from people clapping at each other on Twitter about how they tweet about seabirds and stuff like that. I, I was pretty. Sometimes I look at Twitter and bird forum, and I get, I get quite down about birding but then you, you meet someone like Gary or you hear a little story about someone actually just being kind and it makes you remember that we're a good bunch and we do worthwhile things.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think everything in Twitter and, and Bird Forum just has to be taken with a pinch of salt. Speaking,
0: uh, speaking of Bird Forum, you know the worst five people on Bird Forum? Yep. Well, obviously we can't really name any names because people would like people would get upset. But you know there's movement at the top I think so, yeah. So the person who's always going to be at the top, yep. that person's been usurped by someone else now. Someone who's always been in both of our top fives. Ah, I'll have to have a... I'll have to have a I haven't been on Bird Forum for a few uh, weeks. Yeah, last. yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you, of course you haven't been on Bird Forum. I haven't, honestly. <laughs> I've done that one I was in the office. <laughs> well, anyway, so the top five worst people on Bird Forum, it's still the same but in a different order.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I'll have to have a proper look.
0: And I'm sure it's only temporary, but anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's because there's no uh, acro-warblers to find at the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not, let's not dwell on this any further before one of us says something we might regret. Um, so we were going to talk about the summer, weren't we? And I got distracted by, by uh, Gary Brascott giving him some money. Yep. Um, so I've written down a list of things. That um that I so I I do in the summer. Do you want to hear that list? Yeah, go on. So this is going to be riveting podcasting. Cetaceans, butterflies, flowers, looking for breeding birds, booking my autumn holiday. <laughs> 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 Can you add to that?
1: Uh, well, I am moth trap.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. And that's pretty much all. Yeah, I mean the main thing I do in the summer. Uh, my moth trap's on at the moment mm-hmm. and lighting up the whole house. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the main thing other than birding that I'll do in the, in the summer. And it's it's such an easy hobby, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you throw on the light, you leave it, you wake up early in the morning. And there's so many species. You know, my garden, I think I'm up to about between five and 600 species for the garden. Of in four, in, Yeah, in four years. So, like to,
0: uh, is that including macros? and Micros? <laughs> yes, yes, oh.
1: and the last couple of years I have been, when I first started, I used to ignore most micros, unless they were pretty, but now i was starting to get a bit too serious and start looking at them, potting them, and, uh, and uh,
0: yeah. Seeing, them, seeing what they grow into? Sorry? Potting them and seeing what they grow into?
1: No, 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 you just pot them so you can actually, so they don't fly away while you're trying to identify them.
0: Oh, right, okay. Does, has anyone ever done anything to your moth trap? Done anything? Yeah. It. Like what? Well, the thing is, I mean, I would, I'd, I'd really love to run a moth trap, but I live in in and i patch it at, at Girdleness, and I can't imagine that having something as conspicuous as a moth trap, is a good idea up here. Does it? Do you know what I mean? People would just, it would draw attention to it, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just have it in my back garden, uh-huh. uh huh, and it just overlooks the dunes, so, it, it doesn't shine into anyone's garden. Um, you no don't one have, really walks the dunes in the dark. You and, don't have hoodlums walking
0: go- through your garden in the night.
1: No, no, no. You have to walk up quite a, a big dune mm-hmm.
0: through
1: gorse and nettles and and bracken. So no one's going to do that. So yeah, I've never had a
0: problem. Have you ever found a butt plug in your garden?
1: No.
0: <laughs> I found a butt plug in my garden. So that sort of tells you what sort of stuff I can expect in my garden. Um <laughs> <laughs> you think is I'm joking, really don't you? No, well, no, that wasn't one of the alternative phones, but I guess it should be. It was in the box. It was box fresh, so it was fine. <laughs> so, I guess that that brings us on really, really unique. Oh, hang on, before we we get onto alternative fans, are you have you got an autumn trip planned, or are you too too up in the air for work or what? Yeah, I'm
1: I'm pretty much too up in the air at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm bit sick of shetland just because there's a lot of people who go there now uh-huh. uh it's probably a bit um selfish but i used to really enjoy it when there's very few people there and i would have like vote to myself yeah, but, yeah uh so yeah it's kind of taken the appeal away from me so um and autumn was so good here last year i think they'll probably just hit the patch by leave east norfolk
0: you're not the only person i've spoken to recently who said that so someone i spoke to who lives there very near Spurn. Well, they're going up to Shetland this this year, but you know, I think their take on it is why move to Spurn just to leave it at the best time of year, you know. And I, I can totally relate to that, but at the same time, I think it, in Sunday, we've got what you miss about Shetland. We've got a place we can call our own, and it's quiet and uh, and all the rest of it. But anyway, that's that's really nothing to do with patch burning. So no. Um, when, when I've written in block capitals on my piece of paper, when all else fails. There's always something else, I heard I dropped my book then, there's always something else that might put a smile on your face. Tell me about some of the best alternative finds you've ever had on some of your patches. By alternative finds, I'm not talking about like a nice cetacean or a rare moth or anything like that, I'm talking about, you know, the sorts of things I might find in my garden, you know, that sort of thing. I'm just trying to have
1: a think. Or maybe you should go first, because I know girdleness is, uh, is ripe for um, good alternative finds
0: it is but if i go first then you're going to really find it really tough to follow <laughs> all right, um, let me i'll read out some of the stuff that i've i've got here we've got a list okay so sof- sofas and kitchenware
1: hemsby's a lot more clean cut than that i don't really um nothing off the top of the head really comes
0: no, out no no sofas and kitchenware all manner of no. pants i've got written here
1: Yes, yeah yeah you, you get um, you get quite a lot of people losing things in the beach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've seen quite a lot of
0: pants. And, uh, how do you Hang on, Ryan. How do you lose pants?
1: I've no idea. It's not me. It's
0: lost them. So, like it wasn't you that locked himself out of his car the other night? That may have happened. <laughs> but, you know, you, you said that people lose their pants. I mean, I've usually got a pair of trousers over mine, so even if they were to sort of become loose, they're still sitting there <laughs> keeping them in place, you know? <laughs> Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, just went skinny dipping or something. So. Fair
0: enough. Or maybe they had an accident. Okay. Several pairs of work boots. How's about that? You ever had that? Nope. No. Nope. No
1: one works here.
0: So. Ah. Right. Okay. Uh, a bag of mackerel. Uh. Nope. Nope. No. Nope.
1: Nope. nope.
0: Um. A small bag of drugs. <laughs> no. No. Just a small bag. Uh. A twenty pound note. Oh no! That was uh, that was I've one of my that was one of my best finds. So there was one year um, I had a really quiet year, and I was walking around the headland with Claire, and um, I was moaning about never finding anything. And I looked under my foot, and there was a twenty pound note there. And that was the best thing I found at Girdleness all year. Uh, funnily enough, coincidentally enough, for a small bag of drugs. Um, Naked sunbathers. Have You ever seen any naked sunbathers? That has to happen in Norfolk. Uh,
1: not on my patch, but just further up the coast. There, um, yeah, there's a there's a another part of the coast that's has to be tread carefully.
0: Oh, really, in, you uh, can't on really, sunny days, you can't yeah. really get your scope out there, right?
1: No, no, well, you wouldn't want to. Okay. No. And,
0: yeah. Um, I don't really, this is quite a delicate one. Now I've written a word down that I shouldn't really say. So, I mean, let's just call them doggers, I guess. Have you had doggers? No,
1: no, no. no it's, it's, see, it's so boring, my patch, compared to Gerda, do
0: It's quite good for birds, though.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's about it. I, I just really can't think of anything uh, as got, ridiculous as any of
0: those. You know, I sent you a message two days ago thinking about alternative best finds.
1: Yeah, but you didn't explain what
0: alternative <laughs> best find was. Well, so you've gonna got some... You're going to tell me about, both. like... Plusia or something like that. Sorry, you're going to talk about Plusia or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, bedstraw hotmoth or Humback Wheel, not, not men's pants.
0: And uh... hey, I never specified men's pants. Oh, sorry. There were I just all manner of pants is what I said. Okay, <laughs> well, uh, let's move on because you obviously you've you've let me down there to be honest. Uh, <laughs> um. What we should move on to now is 20 questions. This is what, a game that you and I used to play a long time ago, and something I want to introduce to the podcast. Hopefully we'll get a different person playing every time. Uh, I hope so too. Yeah, I hope so too, because it'll get shit if it's just you and me talking. Because um, you never put any effort in. So, do you want me to explain the rules? Uh, Your best. Our
1: best. Explain the rules. I? Probably for everyone else.
0: Okay, so I'm going to think of a bird, and I'm going to pretend to be that bird in as much as I'll just sort of, in my head, I'm not going to, like, do, make the noises or anything. And what you have to do is ask me questions that can only be answered with yes or no and try and work out what I am. Uh, should you ask me a question that I don't know the answer to, I will answer that honestly. I'll say I don't know, and that will not count as one of your questions, okay? Okay, yeah. I think, with it, I think that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, be aware... I'm sure that I've made you aware of this in the past, that I've worked out the answer in four questions once. So four questions is the record to be. Sorry, that's three questions and one guess. So, you know, no pressure, but let's see if you can do that. Right, yep, yep, yep. Okay? Okay, yep. So uh, let me just get a piece of paper so that I can uh, keep a tally. Do you want me to write down what I am? I don't know yeah. why I would do that.
1: Well, I don't. I can't see, so
0: it doesn't really matter. Does it doesn't, it? but I could like tweet a photo of it later. I mean, I could definitely cheat at that and just write down <laughs> anything. Why don't trying... you tweet the photo now? Because you can see it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I know I've been in the pub, but I haven't dragged myself into stupidity. Um, okay, well, I'm writing it down anyway. Okay. Uh, it's got a hyphen in it. There you go, there's a clear. Okay. Do you know? Wait, you ready? Yep, yep, I'm ready. Go. On.
1: Is it on the girdle nest list? No. Okay, so now is it down to about 500 species.
0: It, um, now is it down to about 235 species? Oh, no. Ah, hang on, let me do some maths. And now is it down to about 370 species? Good. Uh, is it a passerine? No.
1: It's a non passerine. Is it a seabird? Yes. Okay. And now to equal the record. seabird uh,
0: with a hyphen.
1: Is it a diver?
0: No. Record uh, intact. I uh,
1: know.
0: You might as uh, well just hang up right I mean uh,
1: useless. Useless. <laughs> Actually, is it uh is it a tube nose? No. Oh bugger. <laughs> Um is it I'm trying to think of things with hyphens. It's a seabird. I I
0: you, I... you might need to narrow it down a bit more. The seabirds are quite a wide a wide bracket.
1: Yeah. Ah, is it a sea duck?
0: No, it's not one of them. Oh I misled you there.
1: Uh I should warn uh, you that I
0: consider like a score between like ten and twelve to be about average, okay? So you've had six questions now.
1: Okay. Um, is that goal? It is a goal. Oh, they're boring.
0: You should get it in two, two or three goals now.
1: Yep. Is oh, it's not on the girdle nest list. Yeah. Is it yellow leg goal?
0: Oh my word! What a start. See, that's eight, eight questions. That's pretty good, Ryan. Top of the leaderboard. You are the yeah, you're top of the leaderboard. If this was the Saturday Kitchen. Uh, Omelette challenge—that would be a time around about thirty seconds. That's a—that's a pretty good effort.
1: I have no idea what that means.
0: Because you're, you're always out birding, aren't you? But I've always got a hangover. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That'll you're,
0: so, be you're so worthy. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think that's a goer for future podcasts? I think
1: so. Yeah, yeah. Good, especially since it's on eight. You know, if someone beats me, it's rubbish.
0: Do, do you know what eight's a? As I've said, eight's a bloody good score. It's not 4, which is an amazing score. Um, but it's still really, really good. Um, is there anything you... We've finished recording now. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? <laughs> oh, um, we needed some uh, some predictions. So can you give us, a off the top of your head, a prediction for August? Well, I would,
1: my, August is always a good time in my patch. Actually, the end of August. It's always a good time for things like rye neck, Um but I'm going to go with Ictrine Morbler. Okay. Uh, the only one I've had in patch was late August. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always just when they start arriving. It's becoming rarer, I think. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's now a description species in Norfolk. Is not it? Which I'm sure you know, 15 years ago, no one would have thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ictrine Morbler. It's a good... Early autumn, uh, East Coast migrants.
0: Yeah, totally. If you um, had to, if you had to push you push the boat out and go for something rarer, what would you choose?
1: Something rarer.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm gonna go with Wilson's petrel.
0: Flipping heck! I nearly that nearly made me swear. Probably. <laughs> Why? Because th- that's a rare bird. In uh, well, I guess. Sorry, I'm thinking of specifically off Hemsby, but I, it's August is a great time for Wilson's in the southwest. Exactly, so, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Hemsby would be brilliant. Storm Petrol in Hemsby would be extremely rare. So, uh, but yeah, Wilson's. I think Wilson's. You know, has got a good chance anywhere on the west coast. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd change it up a bit.
0: No, that's a good call. That, that that wasn't really what I'm thinking. You know, I sort of I do all my burden on the west coast, on the west coast, on the east coast. So I was thinking of, I mean, greenish warbler. That's such a, a such a comfortable. Uh, prediction uh, yeah. for August. But I think it's it's worth pointing out. I think something ridiculous like 40% of the greenish warblers that have turned up in North Scotland, and North East Scotland has a good record for greenish, 40% of those birds have been present on the 24th of August. So it's not a prediction for August I'm making, it's a prediction for the 24th of August that so- someone on Patchwork Challenge will get a greenish warbler. That uh, sounds like a made-up fact. Does it? Yeah.
1: I don't know why just as soon as someone puts percentages next to bird uh, fact I think of, um, of a leader
0: of, are you sick of being uh, spoke, uh, spoken down to by experts is that what's going on here
1: absolutely yes
0: oh, okay this is the, that's a whole different podcast then. <laughs> so anyway it's it when i say 40% that's that's uh, an estimate but it it's a it's a large proportion for one day anyway <laughs> So I, I'd also, th- I'd also suggest for something rarer than greenish. Do you remember when greenish warblers were rare birds? They're not so rare anymore. Something rarer than greenish, I'd go for a uh, black-headed bunting. Yep, yeah, nice. Uh, I'd like. There, there was one apparently. There was one at Girdle Girdleness two or three years ago, but uh, nobody nobody tweeted about it. Ryan, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, if there's good reason to, if not. I, I don't see a
0: problem. I'm being a pain. I'll tell you what, though. I do. I do have another sort of one to watch for August, and that's for a patch day record. Just if I had a decent fall in August and a bit, of, a decent bit of sea watching and a good bit of wader passage, I mean, it doesn't take much to make wader passage good at Girdleness. Just a couple of green shanks and a couple of rough. Then I, I think that I could easily get eighty species in a day, and and I think the most I've ever uh, achieved before was seventy-four. That probably sounds like a made-up statistic to you, but that's, that's a fact. Um, so 80, 80 species would be like a hundred and nine percent of that. What would be the best month for you in terms of sort of biodiversity?
1: It's yeah. It's always going to be September, October. Oh, is it? I think. Yeah, it's. If you look, actually, if I look at my my bird track records. It always it used to, my first two years used to say April was the best month mm-hmm. for a of species, but okay. its I think it's October now, because October you can get a really good sea watch, big fall of warblers, mm-hmm, thrushes, mm-hmm. so I, I don't think I've ever got, I don't, I don't actually know my best uh, day, really? I'm going to have to go and check that out.
0: Uh, I should uh, imagine it's substantially more than 74 species.
1: I don't think so. I don't. I think it wouldn't be much more. I wouldn't be think it'd be much more neaty.
0: Okay. because
1: it's it, no matter where you are, it's it's still just a small area.
0: Isn't yeah, it? I guess so. There's only so, there's, I guess there's only a limited amount of different habitats and everything you can get into. Uh, what is it? Yep. Is it three square kilometers? What do three we do? Square, I can't remember yep, what it is.
1: It is. So I've got the habitats of <laughs> the sand dune and uh, a caravan park.
0: Well, I've got a, I've got a golf course and a housing estate. But you've, I've, I've got a garden as well, a really productive garden, which, which you don't have.
1: Well, yeah, my, my garden's rubbish.
0: Well, your gardens had seven, but my gardens had butt plugs, so you know, work it out. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll swap.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I'd rather have seven, to be honest. But it was entertaining looking out the window that morning. Um, well, I guess that's all that remains to be said. The summer's over. It's officially autumn, Um, like I said at the beginning I've had Little Gull and Greenshank and they are traditional sort of harbingers, is that how you say it, harbingers, harbingers? Harbingers. Harbingers of autumn and um, you know it's the most exciting time of the year.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I just love it this time of year when the waders start passing. A, because my list starts moving again. And B... B, because autumn's around the corner and I can actually start bird watching properly
0: again. It's great fun, isn't it? It's great fun. Absolutely, yeah. You spend yeah, your whole year wait. looking forward to it and then it arrives and it's over far too soon. But anyway, so hopefully I'll get my finger out and this will be the first in a series of monthly podcasts like it's supposed to be. So we'll be back at the beginning of September, hopefully. We'll talk about perhaps whether anyone achieved any patch. Daylist Records, whether anyone saw any greenish robbers on the 24th of August whether anyone found any sex toys in the garden and uh, I shall look forward to speaking to you all then thanks very much Ryan, thanks for joining me eventually and uh, That's all right, yeah. good birding to everyone out there on the Patriot Challenge and, and everywhere else Happy August I'd like to thank everyone who keeps Patrick Challenge going so James and Co, all the people who do all that hard work, uh, but also particularly the sponsors, so Bressa and Forest Optics, NHBS, The Sound Approach, British Birds, bardsey Bird Observatory, and of course, Bird Guides, who have always been very helpful from the offset. So thanks very much to them. Oh, uh, one final thing, Ryan. What are you going to do? I'm going to talk.
1: Talky-talk-talk. 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 Talk.